Somebody is excited to be in the house. Shout hallelujah. Help me announce to first four people no more limits. <laughs> no more limits. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Have your seat. God bless you. That's what I'm going to be speaking on this morning. No more limits. It's an authoritative announcement from heaven. No more limits. Hallelujah. Let me take my goodwill message. Our district overseer and his wife, Reverend and Pastor Mrs. Peter Amiadaji. Thank you so much for all you are doing for the kingdom. My prayer for you is that the Lord will continue to increase you and enlarge your coast in Jesus' name. Our board members present, we have quite a number of them here. Uh, like we've been told, the director of foreign mission is here every Sunday at DBE. And of course, the national treasurer is here, Elder Felix Omofuma. I'd also like to specially appreciate the presence of my father and his wife, our father in the Lord, General Overseer Emeritus, Reverend Dr. and Reverend Mrs. Gabriel Farobi. Daddy, you are welcome. So delightful to have Daddy in the first uh, wedding on Thursday. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you so, so much. We have a number of NEC members who are in the house. You are welcome. Our district council members in VGC, you are doing great, great, great job. The Lord God of heaven will continue to sustain you in Jesus' name. Pastors and leaders in this district, you are highly appreciated. Our invited guests, among whom are our in-laws uh, that uh, came to take effect on Thursday. And uh, Pastor and Pastor Mrs. Samson Ogundeji from Deeper Life Bible Church. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, uh, when we got to the house, and after we had fellowship together as a family, um, my children started announcing to Ife, say, Ife, why are you here? Daddy said, you have been given away for life. <laughs> so what are you looking for here? <laughs> so I want to thank God. And I want to appreciate VGC for the service of today for accommodating the first Thanksgiving today. Uh, because I know if you and I your Thanksgiving, I know in, in our protocol it's not normal to have Thanksgiving with convocation. But you are bent over backwards. For this we are very grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's Ife and I also wish to have their Thanksgiving here. And so we have other members of the family here. Ife's siblings are here. Ayo's siblings are also here. And a few friends. So all of you, you are welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I bring you warm greetings from myself, my baby wife, who is seated here, and our entire family, the board of directors, and national leadership of our dear organization, the First Square Gospel Church in Nigeria. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for the great things he has done, for the things he is doing, and for that which he will do for us, individually and as an organization. To him alone be all the glory, honor, power, majesty, and dominion, now and forevermore. It gives me great joy to hear of the wondrous things the Almighty God is doing in your midst as a district. I had full briefing last night of the new things that the Lord is doing in this district. And by all means, this district is a pace setter within the four square fold. It's a pace setter. And the Lord will keep you in front in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will remain the head and never the tail in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. To him alone be all glory, honor, power, majesty, and dominion now and forever. His faithfulness and tender message towards you are manifest and to him be all the glory now and forevermore. I'm also convinced that since the beginning of the year, the God of divine applications has been doing great and mighty things in your personal life, families, churches, and districts. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Members, workers, leaders, and field officers are highly appreciated and commended for your contribution to the expansion of the kingdom of God in your domain. Your commitment to the propagation of the gospel is acknowledged, and I pray earnestly for you that none of you will miss your reward for service in God's vineyard in Jesus' name. Amen. Permit me to commend the good job being done by a hard-working district overseer. I say it again, our hard-working district overseer, Reverend Peter Meadaji. Um, this is, we feel it all the time, and um, thank you for support, thank you for loyalty uh, that this church provides for the first square. Our zonal superintendents, our pastors and ministers, church councils, leaders and workers in this old district. Your own alloy support, commitment and loyalty to the national leadership, especially in the pursuit and fulfillment of the decade of Swahili vision is recognized and appreciated. Indeed, your prayers, goodwill and concerted effort continue to prepare the actualization of the enrich, outreach and next-gen agenda of this present administration. It is my prayer that God will prove himself as a great rewarder in all areas of your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Your theme for this year's convocation, Breaking Limits, taken from Acts 10, 9 to 15 and Genesis 13, 14 to 15, gives a clear indication of the great thing that the Almighty God is said to do in your lives, family, ministry, and business, as you serve him diligently and faithfully. I therefore charge you, with the words of Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always walk enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. And Isaiah 64 to 5, lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar. And your daughter shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant. And your heart shall swell with joy. 
Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Let me see this moment to congratulate again our indivisible and visionary district overseer, Reverend Peter Amiadaji, and his amiable wife for a job well done. I also appreciate the district council, the convocation planning committee members and worshippers in all the churches in the district on this unique occasion. Beloved, as we gather together for this holy convocation, the El Shaddai God will show himself strong on our behalf as we walk with him in obedience, faith, and faithful service. During this gathering, it is my fervent prayer for you all that to ascribe to our great God his rightful place. He will accomplish his purpose in your lives and families. I trust him to intervene in your situation and give you all round testimonies of divine multiplication in Jesus' name. Maranatha. Thank you for your attention and God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this morning, like I said, the message the Lord has laid in my heart is to come and announce to us. It's an announcement. No more limits. No more limits. No more limits. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I want us to stand up just to read the word of God. I'll read Jeremiah 46 verse 17. They did cry there, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, is but a noise. He has passed the time appointed. <laughs> Whatever represented the limit now is a noise. Whatever limit you were thinking of before has become a noise. It's a noise. It's a noise. I say it's a noise. Because no more limits. Next order, chapter 12, verse 41. And it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, even the self same day, it came to pass that all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. <laughs> A limit of 430 years disappeared in one day. There's always an expiry date. There's always an expiry date. I think those who are in pharmaceuticals know that when a drug has passed the expiry date, it becomes a noise. There's no effect anymore. And that's the message the Lord gave me to tell somebody today that whatever represented a challenge in your life, in your family, has become a noise. No more limits. No more limits. 
let's read finally our theme text Genesis 13 14 to 15 and the Lord said to Abraham after Lord had separated from him lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are northward southward eastward and westward for all the land that you see I give to you and your descendants forever whatever you see I have given it to you it's a season of limitless possibilities and that will be your portion in Jesus name let's all lift our hands to heaven and say father we thank you for your word we give you praise for your word thank you for your word thank you for your word thank you for your word we give you praise for your word no more limits no more limits no more limits thank you for your word blessed be your name in Jesus name we have prayed thank you father for this morning we give you praise because in Psalm 107 verse 20 you say you sent your war and heal them and deliver them from their destruction this morning we ask that as your word comes there will be healing there will be deliverance in the name of Jesus and your people will possess their possessions thank you because you have heard our prayers speak to our hearts and give us the confidence that no more limits thank you for answering us in Jesus name we have prayed oh put your hands together for the Lord hallelujah you can have your seats no more limits that's what the Lord asked me to come and announce and I just feel like announcing it and leaving here but that would be very embarrassing <laughs> but that's what he asked me to do he said just announce to my people no more limits but I'm going to say a few things because you have a role to play you have a role to play so that you can play your role well. Uh, he has, as far as it's concerned, he has already dealt with all the limits. That's what he assured me that you take, tell my people all limits are taken away. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I read the story of some rats that were put in a can. And then it was covered. And um, they attempted to come out naturally. So when they jump to the limit of the cover, they come down. And then after a while, they got used to the limit of the cover. So they began to jump to the level of that lead. They don't jump beyond it. And then the fellow who was trying the experiment came and removed the lead. After he had removed the lead, he noticed that they couldn't jump beyond that limit that he had set. That's why God asked me to announce to you no more limits. Because the limits have been taken away. Philippians 4.13 I can do how many things? How many things? Through Christ who strengthens me. That's no more limits. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to be talking about the problem and I'll talk about the process of breaking the limits. 
what about the problem? Most of the time, what we have is not really physical obstacles, but mental limitations. The limits are gone, particularly if you're a child of God, you're in Christ. The limits are gone, but you still have this feeling, you still have this consideration that, oh, maybe the limits are still dead. And that's why God was angry with Israel. In Psalm 78, verse 41, the Bible says, yeah, they turned back and tempted God and limited the only one of Israel. By the time we begin to give consideration to mental limitation, at that point we are actually tempting God. We are limiting the Holy One of Israel. We must get out of that mental limitation and believe God that if the Word of God says I can do all things, then I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There are quite a number of factors that people often considered to be the problem or their limits or their limitations. Sometimes we look at our background, at our nationality. We look at where we are coming from. We look at the situation surrounding us. And somebody had said, never you allow your background to put your back to the ground. People look at their background and they just write themselves off. When God called Gideon and said, Thou mighty man of valor. Gideon said, You're making a mistake. This man you are looking at here, according to Judges chapter 6, verse 15. He said, Where, well, how can you say that? Oh my God, where we shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor, and I'm the least in my father's house. Who is asking for a CV? God said the limits are removed. And you are still making reference to it. Didn't God see that is the least in his father's house before he said, you are the one going to do it. So never you give consideration to those mental limitations. Because God said the limits are off. No more limits. Of course, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, if any man is in Christ, it's a new creator. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Some of us still refer to what has happened in the past. And we allow the mental limitation to, to often stand as obstacle on our way. Say, so if I failed in the past, then there is every likelihood I'm going to fail again. Who told you that? Who told you that? It's a mental limitation. Because the limits are off. I said the limits are off. No more limits. You know, I, I often get challenged by the daughters of Zelophad. In Numbers chapter 27, they, they were line crossers. They were boundary breakers. In Israel up to that time, when a man dies and he doesn't have sons, all his properties are shared out to his relations because daughters were not allowed to have inheritance. And then this man had four daughters. He doesn't have sons. But these daughters just decided to say, what a limit 
What kind of limit is this? This is injustice. You know, you know, until you agree, it doesn't happen. You must agree with it. Until you agree you are a failure, you are not a failure. Do you know that? They refuse to agree. They say no. No, it cannot be. This is unjust. And they went to Moses. They said, please. And Moses began to explain to them, oh, you know, this is from time immemorial. I don't want to know for how long it's been there. The Bible said, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and let the king of glory come in. It doesn't matter for how long it's been like that. The limits are off. Moses and said, we want to challenge this law. And Moses initially got confused. From where are you coming from? Everybody has accepted it. Is the status quo. And the day somebody told me the meaning of status quo, I was, I was surprised. He said, it means the mess we are in. <laughs> when they say maintain status quo, it means stay in the mess. That's what they are saying. So everybody had agreed to stay in the mess. That once a man doesn't have a son, oh, we know what to do. Then his properties are for the community. But these four daughters of Zelophehad, no, no, no. It can never be. We will not agree. Tell somebody I won't agree. <laughs> Only you can agree to let the limits stay. Because God asked me to announce to you no more limits. So, in verse 4 of number 27, they asked the question, why should his name be expunged because he has no son? They challenge status quo. You know, when you are in Christ, you can challenge status quo. Because you are a new creature. In verse 5, they went to Moses and said, why? Answer the question. You know, I'm used to dealing with the next gen. They ask so many questions. That's why some of our, our protocols, our traditions, we have to start adjusting them. Otherwise, you know, in our days, we don't ask questions. When my father says, sit down, I sit down. When he says, stand up, I stand up. But today, when you tell them to sit down, they will say, why should I sit down? Why should I sit down? In fact, one young boy, the father insisted, you must kneel down. You must kneel down. Then he eventually agreed to kneel down. Then he announced to the father, I'm kneeling down, but inside me I'm standing up. <laughs> Gen Z, they challenge everything. Everything has to be challenged. You must bring reason. And that was the category to which the daughters of Zelophehad belong. They asked Moses, you are the leader here. On what basis was this law made? Ah, Moses was looking. Because nobody had ever asked him that kind of question before. So, of course, as a man of God, the Bible says Moses took their matter to God. And that's what we are going to do here today. Whatever limitation are standing in your way, preventing you from going forward, we will take the matter to God. And thank God my grandfather is here. And he'll put a seal on it. Yeah. Moses went to God. 
And hear what God said. In verse 7. They spoke right. Give them an inheritance among their father's children. That's God's reply. And that's how God will reply today. He will reply and say, that will belong to you, nobody can take. He will reply and say, every limitation that has kept you out of that will belong to you, they are overruled. In the name of Jesus. And not just for them. God now said, from today, <laughs> from today, anybody that dies and does not have a son, the daughters are free to have the inheritance. You are going to break the boundary. You will set the pace. You will cross the line. You will open the gates. In Psalm 107 verse 6, he has broken the gates of brass and caught the bars of iron asunder. No wonder he told me to tell them no more limits. So the daughters of the Lord paved the way for every other person. Oh, you are going to make way for others. What no one has ever done in your generation, you'll be the first to do it. I say you will be the first to do it. In the name of Jesus Christ. It's, it's, it just happens sometimes. You know, um, if I is here, I like sharing this testimony. When if I finish from Bangkok, BSC accounting, they are privileged to write ICANN as they are graduating. And then she made quite a number of the papers. I think she has one, two or three papers left. And in those two or three papers, she scored very close to the pass mark. And then she said, oh, if I just write once more, then I'll be chartered. Then she wrote. Unfortunately, she scored less than what she scored earlier. And then two of us sat side by side. And she, said, she told me, with tears in her eyes, Daddy, I'm not writing again. Hmm. Immediately, I remembered that that was how I ran away from Icarus. I said, what? So what conquered me wants to conquer you? You know, Icarus has a way of saying it that you cannot. So when they say you cannot, it means you are not. I said, so what conquered you wants to conquer me? Never. Never. So I told her, if it means both of us going to the exam hall to write, <laughs> you will write it. If I, I just got angry in my spirit, how can? That was how I abandoned ICANN. Till today, I don't get ICANN. <laughs> and sometimes when I make contributions, when I take decisions, people are wondering, are you not a chartered accountant? I say, I'm one, but no certificate. <laughs> I said, no, it will not happen. I said, whatever it will take, we will give it. We will go and take permission. The father and daughter wants to write. <laughs> and we will both sit there and write the exam. <laughs> I said, you will pass. Go and write it. Of course, we took it up in prayers. Because that looks like a limit. 
looks like a limit. And to the glory of God, he fell out and she passed. Yeah. You know, she's a chartered accountant. They were having the brothers Thanksgiving. And I announced to the people that one of the reasons we are giving thanks is because if I go chartered, I think at 23 or 24. And people clapped for her, but I didn't tell them what we went through. <laughs> you know, sometimes when people share testimony, they don't tell you the agony that leads to the testimony. I didn't tell them both of us have to write it together. <laughs> she wrote it physically, I wrote it spiritually. No more limits. That's what God asked me to tell you. So I'm talking about the problem. And sometimes the problem may not just be background or, or birth or situation around us. The, the, the problem could be pronouncements or things that people say to your ear. They tell you, oh, nobody from that side can do that. Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, don't try it. And you just believe it. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 to 10. From beginning, they were mentioning this one gave back to this, give one gave back to this, give one gave back to this. When it got to verse 9, they paused. They want to talk about a man who broke the limit. And they said, and Jabez became more honorable than all his brethren. He broke the limit. Why? He said, because his mother had named him Jabez. And the woman said, I named him Jabez because I bore him in sorrow. In other words, from, from the day he was born, his surname was sorrow. He was to be surrounded with sadness and sorrow. And he could have carried that all his life. And said, of course, that's my name. He could have taken his status quo as normal. But trust Jabez. Jabez said, no, no. I can be bearing the name. But inside me, I'm not Jabez. And I, I came across the story of a modern-day Jabez in an American family. In 1958, Mr. Lane, that's his name, gave birth to a boy. And he gave the boy the name Winner. So anywhere I go, they say winner lane, winner lane. And everybody expects him to win everything. Because when they tell you you're a winner, I mean, it's, it's given that you, are, you win everything. And then shortly after, he gave back to another boy. And surprisingly, he gave the boy loser lane. One is winner, one is loser. Of course, everybody had assumed the winner will continue to win and the loser will continue to lose. But that's that's a mental limitation. It doesn't exist. It depends on the person. It depends on your relationship with God. It depends on how you can call on God. Like Jabez called on God. And the limit of his aloo. <laughs> you don't call him loser. <laughs> of his aloo. Of his aloo is calling you. But what of winner? He didn't win anything. If, the, if at all he won anything, his key achievement was that he was arrested 36 times for various offenses. And he carried inmate number 00R2807 in one of the U.S. prisons. It wasn't his name that limited him. 
If by enemies, he should have won everything. Because anytime they want to call him, they call him winner. The man they call loser is the one that won everything. So the problem is not your name. The problem is not what people said. If Jabez's mother said something very terrible about him and he was able to get out of it, then that's not the problem. The problem is your inability to believe the word of God. Because Lamentation 3.37 says, Who says? And it came to pass when God has not commanded it. God has a final say over your life. It doesn't matter what anybody has told you in the past. I don't care what the doctor said about you the last time you were in the clinic. God has the last say about your life. The limits are taken away. I said the limits are taken away in the name of Jesus Christ. The last and final one is some people are limited by overconfidence. They just believe that everything about them is within themselves. They don't give recognition to God. And that becomes a limit. Because whether you like it or not, no matter how resourceful you are, there are things you cannot do by your strength. We are all familiar with Psalm 127. Except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain that builds it. I used to say, I said, the first major project in the world failed because of lack of divine involvement. The Bible says in Genesis 11, they had everything working for them. They had the raw material, they had the determination, they had the skill, they had everything. And they even boasted. They said, we are going to make a tower that will reach unto heaven. So that any day they are not pleased with how many rain fell in a year. They will just carry, they will, they carry placards. And now they go to heaven and say, God, we will not agree. We will not agree. We will not agree. That was their plan. Everything was okay. The only thing that was not okay is that God was not involved. That's the limit of some people. The fact that they have excluded God. That's the limit. Look at Paul. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things. How? Through Christ that strengthens me. In other words, if you read it the other way, I had a mentor. He said, when you read the Bible this way, read it this way also. In other words, I can do nothing unless Christ strengthens me. So they couldn't achieve the building of the tower because God was not involved. And what did God do? God even confirmed it. He said, these people, the way they are, they will do it all. He said, but I have a joker in my hand. I'm going to scatter their language. Because once they are not united, zero achievement for them. So God has the final say. Anyone who does not recognize God. The Bible says that the children of Israel, they tempted God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? They limited the only one of Israel. That's why they were limited too. That's why they were limited. You want to go out the limit? Give him his rightful place. Give him his rightful place. And then you can be off the uko. 
give him his rightful place. And you know, when it comes to limitation, as, as it comes to individual lives, it comes to nations, it comes to institutions. Um, I read the history of the American nation. And between 1841 and 1960, on the average of 20 years, an American president dies mysteriously every 20, 20 years from 1840 to 1960. The last one that died mysteriously like that in 1960, you know, mostly they died through assassination was Kennedy. But in 1980, it was to be the turn of Ronald Reagan to die like that. Of course, that became a limit to the American presidency. Whether you like it or not, if you're unlucky to be on the throne at the appointed time of death, you go. Either by assassination or mysteriously. But when it came Ronald Reagan's turn, In 1980, he gathered men of God together and said, we will take this matter to God. Who can take away limits? I don't want to die. That's what Ronald Reagan told himself. I don't want to die. As a Baptist, he gathered all the men of God together, Billy Graham and all of them, and they came into the American White House and they came and prayed. And I'm sure you still remember there was an attempt on his life. He was shot, but he escaped it. The man who succeeded him, when the clock ticked again, 20 years later, 2000, 20 years later, the man who was right there on the spot by that time, who succeeded him, George Bush, was also attempted. In fact, he was attempted twice. But he escaped it because the snare is broken. The limit has been taken away. I told you, I don't care for how long the limit has been there. But when God steps in, the limit is taken away. I said, the limit is taken away. I said, the limit is taken away. Over your family, the limit is taken away. Over your career, the limit is taken away. Over your children, the limit is taken away. Over your household, the limit is taken away. Over the church of God, the limit is taken away. In the name of Jesus, shout and say, the limit is taken away. No more limits. No more limits. No more limits. As I begin to round up my message, I'd like to share with you the process of breaking the limits. The first step is just a three-step process. The first step in breaking the limits is to have a vision. If you don't have a vision, you won't even know whether there was a limit there. <laughs> That's the first problem. Having a vision is like having a goal. Knowing where you're going. 
To any person who doesn't have a destination, everywhere is okay. Is it not true? And vehicles don't determine where you're going. If you go to the park, they will ask you first, where are you going? Then you tell them, I'm just going somewhere. And then you enter the vehicle. You say, anywhere this vehicle is going, that's where I'm going. Unfortunately, that's how many people live their lives. They enter any vehicle. And any vehicle will take you anywhere. And when you enter any vehicle, everywhere is okay. So you must have a vision. Clear vision of where you're going. Spiritually, where are you going? Career-wise, where are you going? In your family, where are you going? Where is your destination? You must set a vision. You must have a vision. In Genesis 13, 14, that we read, and the Lord said unto Abraham, after the Lord has separated from him, lift up now your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward, eastward, westward, and southward. For all the land that you see, to you will I give it, and to your seed forever. The problem with most people is what they see. Some see problems, others see opportunities. That's the first step in breaking the limits. What do you see? Do you see problems or do you see opportunities? Do you see yourself at a new level? What future do you see with your fellowship with God in prayer, in the world, and in service? What future do you see as a Christian? How do you rate yourself? You need to get to a new level. You need to have a fresh vision, a fresh focus on, on, in your prayer life, in your, in your study of the word, and in your service to God. There's a new level. Where you are now is not the limit. The limit has been taken away. Where do you see yourself? In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1, the prophet said, I will stand upon my watch and wait to see what he, and set me upon the tower and wait to see what he will say to me. And then the Lord said to me, write the vision, make it plain upon the table that he may roar that read it. The vision has to be made plain. You must have a vision. What's your vision for your life? What's your vision for your career? What's your vision for your business? What's your vision for where you are? That's the first step. If by the time you have a vision, you have reduced the problem of limits significantly. Because your faith is set. You are focused. You know where you're going. I remember when we caught the vision of entering as covers with the gospel. And I had drawn on my paper Escarvos Zone. <laughs> and of course, we didn't have any church in Escarvos. But in the, with the eye of my spirit, I saw a zone. And I wrote it Escarvos Zone. And then we went there to go and preach the gospel. And we visited the community leaders. And I went with the best that we had in our church doctors you know, accountants, lawyers. We went with both and we got to the community. We met the leaders and they said, the only problem we have with this, your program, is that we hear you want to use generator. We say, yes. So how are you going to connect the light? 
are you not going to put wire that will run across like this? We say, yes, of course. They say, no, in this community, it is forbidden to lay wire across because our juju does not like passing on the wire. <laughs> and that's why they've been kept in darkness for years, whereas on the other side is Chevron Yard that would have given them light. But he said, ah, our juju does not like wire. And we're going to close the meeting because they said, no, 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 no. So long as you're going to the generator, no, this meeting cannot hold. This crusade cannot hold. When we're about to go, we say, okay, just for the purpose of introduction, let's introduce ourselves to you. And we started introducing these doctors also, these accountants also, this, where does it work? Shell. This one, Chevron. This one. Then they began to talk to them. It's like angels have come to visit us in human flesh. We need to give these people a chance. That was how, for the first time, they allowed a crusade to hold with people running wires across. After we held it, every other person began to hold it. Today, in that community, they have light. Because the limits was taken away. So even in preaching the gospel, we must not, we must not agree. Like the daughters of Zelophe said, we no agree. We didn't agree. And the Lord intervened and that was taken away. We must have a vision. It depends on what you see. It depends on what you see. Two men were sent to go and sell shoes. And they got to the place with one one trailer loads of shoes. And one called back to the office and said, look, there's a problem here. These people don't wear shoes, so no market. And I'm bringing back the trailer load. And the other man was calling at the same time. I need one more trailer load because there's plenty of market here. They don't wear shoes. Oh, they said, just talk to your colleague and collect his own lorry load. It depends on what you see. What you consider a challenge, other people see it as an opportunity. Goliath was not a problem to David. But to the Israelites, it was a big problem. Somebody said to, Gol to David, Goliath was too big to miss. But to the children of Israel, he was too big to be confronted. You know, the bigger he is, the easier to, meet, to, to, to finish him. And one of my fathers in the Lord said, if David had thrown a loaf of bread at Goliath, he would have come down. He said, because Goliath was already finished spiritually. No more limits! That's the announcement. No more limits. Goliath was not a limit at all. <laughs> He's been dealt with long ago. God was only looking for somebody who would be bold enough to say, yes, I confront him. And David was right there. I pray for you, after this convocation, you become a line crosser. Yeah. You become a bondage breaker. Yeah. You become a peace setter. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Because no more limits. Number two. Faith. You need faith. Because after you have received the vision, Usually, the vision from God 
All you know a vision from God is that it will be bigger than you. If the vision is within your size, it's certainly not from God. The bigger the vision, the confirmation that it is God that is behind it. Because God is a big God. He can't give you a small vision. Every vision from God will take God to accomplish. That's why you need faith. That's why you need faith. The Bible spoke of those men in, in verse 29 of Hebrews 11. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as a dry land. which the Egyptians were trying to do and they perished in the Red Sea. You need faith. Faith and boldness produces miracles. Miracles are produced by stepping out in courage. If you believe my word, there are no more limits. When you leave this service, you will attempt to do what you've not been able to do before. You will step into the field and make something happen. That's how to know that you have faith. That's how to know that you believe God. That's how to know. You step out in faith. Faith is not waiting for God. Faith is acting on the word of God. It's not waiting for God. And I say, I'm waiting for God. How can? God is waiting for you. A man, as I begin to round up, a man, you know, uh, named Dr. Frank, had a vision to set up a school. And he had prayed for two years. He had a vision already. Like I said, number one step. Then he had prayed for two years. But he didn't take any step. So one day when he was praying, you know when you are praying for two years, your prayer will, become, will begin to become like complaint. It was beginning to grumble. And God said, what, what are you saying? Is you have been waiting for? You waiting, you are waiting for me? No, it's you. I have done it long ago. You, you, take some, do something. Let me tell you, I said, do something. So the man carried, he went and pasted poster all over town. What I will do if I have, if I have a million dollars? Seminar. He hired a hall where he was going to hold the seminar. First of all, you, who are the people that will attend that seminar? It's millionaires who, Abby? Or will a poor man go and find out what to do where you are one million? So that was how he gathered all the millionaires in town. And they all responded. The day he was going to deliver the seminar, because of excitement, he forgot his sermon note at home. He had used it to kneel down, pray throughout the night. When you look, ah, I'm late. He just ran out. But guess what? The thing was already inside him. Can you imagine something that he's been thinking about for two years? And he came up and he delivered this, the paper. When he finished, a man called Philip D. Armour walked up to him and said, indeed, you know what to do with a million dollars. See me in the office on Monday and pick a check for a million dollars. That was how the Illinois Institute of Technology was started. Because a man not only had a vision, he had faith and he backed it up with work. That's the last step, work. Because faith without work is dead. B. 
being alone. You want to break the limits. The first thing is to get a vision. And you get a vision by approaching God. Only God can give you vision that will break limits. Only God can give you vision that will break limits, that will cross the line. The Bible says Moses took the case to God. Only God can do it. As we take our cases to God today, God will do it in the name of Jesus. Walk, take steps in the direction of your faith and your vision. James 2, 19 to 20. You believe that there is one God. You do well because the devils also believe and tremble. So you haven't done anything new. But will you know, O Vema, that faith without works is dead? Philippians 2, 12b to 13. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God that worketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And as I conclude, the Bible says in Acts 2.37, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest, men and brethren, what shall we do? There is something to do at this point. We started by taking our matters to God. In faith, Believing that he has taken the limits away. And then he will show us with direction to go. He will show us what to do. And as he do that, then in verse 38, then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent. Because without a relationship with God, the Bible says the prayer of a sinner is an abomination to God. You've got to repent. Repentance is a change of mind, a change of mood, and a change of manners. You need to repent. And when you repent, the Holy Ghost will be released to you. It's a gift be released to you. And when you have the Holy Ghost, the limits are of forever. I said the limits are up forever. Yeah. What shall we do? That's my question to you. To each of us, it's a different thing to do. To some of us who are in Christ, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. All you need is to go to him for a vision. Believe in him and take steps in, in the direction of your vision and your faith. To those of us who have no relationship with him, what shall we do? We need to repent. We need to repent and be baptized. We need to repent and have a change of mind, a change of mood, and a change of manners. We need to tell God, I'm sorry. You need to tell God, I want to belong to you. I want to surrender my life to you. I want to give my life to you. I want you to be my Lord and my Savior so that I can be bold to approach your throne. The Bible says, let us come boldly before the throne of mercy, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Bow down your heads and let us pray. Bow down your heads. I don't know what category you belong to, but you must take step. What shall we do was their question. What shall we do was their question. I'm asking you today, what do you want to do? Having heard this message, that the limits are taken away. No more limits. What are you to do? 
if you don't have a solid relationship with him or you're not sure this is the time to say Lord I'm looking up to you Lord I need you in my life Lord I want you to take over my life so that you can show me what to do next you can give me a vision that is bigger than me give me a vision that will break every limit and take me to a new level while you are there I'd like to pray for you. If you are saying, Lord Jesus, I'd like to come back to you. I no longer enjoy fellowship with you. I've gone back. Or I want you to come into my life. If you belong to any of those two categories, I'd like to pray for you specially. I want you to put your right hand on your chest. Put your right hand on your chest. I want to pray. You say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I need you. I've operated without you and the results are obvious. But with you on my side, I know the limits are broken because I can then do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want you to be the source of my strength. Put your hand on your chest or you have abandoned him. You have walked away. You want him to come into your life. Anywhere you are, put your right hand on your chest, online, on site. I'd like to pray for you. If you're on site or online, do one more thing for me. Just rise up where you are. You don't need to come forward. Just rise up where you are. I'd like to pray for you. God bless you. I can see you standing up. He wants to help you. He wants to help you, but you've got to surrender to him first. You've got to surrender to him first. As you're standing there, talk to him. He's your maker. Is your maker. He knows about you. While you were in your mother's womb, he knows you. He knows you. He knows the barrier you are confronting, which you cannot confront alone, unless he walks with you. Just talk to him while standing there. Talk to him. Talk to him. He wants to reach out to you. Talk to him. He wants to reach out to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You can see join them. I'll give you another 30 seconds to join them. You can see join them. The barriers you are confronting are far bigger than you. The things limiting you are far more than you. And you need God on your side to be able to conquer them. Talk to God. Ask him to come into your life. Ask him to become your partner from today. Ask him to be one who will walk with you from today. With God on your side, the limits are taken off. With God on your side, there are no more limits. Father in heaven, want to thank you for this morning. Want to give you praise for your word that you sent. And for these brethren who are standing up, I ask today, the Lord, you will receive them to yourself in the name of Jesus. As they repent of their sins, you will forgive them in the name of Jesus. You will cleanse them with the blood of your only son, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Those of them who are backsliding, you will restore them like the prodigal son. In the mighty name of Jesus, that from today, they will step onto a new level. A new level of grace. A new level of work with you. In the mighty name of Jesus, that in their lives, the old will pass away. And all things will become new. Thank you, Father, because you've had our prayers. 
in Jesus name we have prayed those of us who are standing up with the papers you are given, I'm sure you'll be given instruction in the course of the service where they can see you. Please don't run away. Let them see you so that they can help you. I want the old church to rise up. I want the old church to rise up. I'm going to pray now. I'm going to pray. I'll just read a verse of the scripture and then I'll pray. Because I cannot begin to make altar calls for limitations but what I will hang on is John chapter 14 verse 13 to 14 and whatsoever you shall ask in my name I will do it that the father may be glorified in the son if you shall ask anything in my name I will do it that's what we want to stand on right now I don't know what the limitation is is it a sickness is it lack of favor is it lack of help? What is the limitation? Is it no more limits? Or is it just tradition? Or is it just make-believe? Whatever the limitation is, the God who we serve say, announce to them no more limits. All the limits expire now. All the limits expire now. All the limitations expire now. Israel was in bondage for 400 years. And for 30 years extra. Because God had ordained from heaven. That after 400 years. They are supposed to be released. But due to carelessness. Due to not calling on God. The daughters of Zelophar. They took their matter to God. I want you to begin to take your matter to God right now. What is stopping you. As a person. What is stopping you as a family? What is the barrier in front of you? Is it in your career? Is it in your academics? Is it in your health? What is the barrier? What is the obstacle? I want you to talk to God. Who has the ability to take the limits away? He will remove the limits. He will take the limits away. He will take the limits away. He will take the limits away. He will release you to a new level. A new level of progress. A new level of advancement. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Ask God. Say God. You that you took the limits away. For the daughters of Zelophan. Take my limits away. Take my limits away. Take the limits away. Take the limits away. In Jesus name we have prayed our father and our God we thank you we bless your name because the Bible says you have broken the gates of brass and you cut the bars of iron asunder you will say lift up your hands all ye gates and be lifted up your everlasting doors and let the king of glory come in I declare this morning every everlasting door you are taken away in the name of Jesus in every life that is here let the king of glory invade these lives in the name of Jesus for every shame replace it with glory for every reproach replace it with glory in the name of Jesus Christ Father in the name of Jesus I pray 
that for every sickness replace you with good health for every stagnation replace you with promotion in the name of Jesus I declare again and again the limits are taken away the limits are taken away the limits are taken away in the name of Jesus Christ I pray in every family whatever represented the limits oh my wife was sharing a testimony with me about one of our women in FWI the three daughters got married and one year two year no pregnancy and the children came together and they came to their mother they said mom what happened you didn't wait at all what happened and the woman got angry in the spirit and she took the three of them to a camp and said god this is a challenge to you this is a challenge to you it's a limit that must be taken away and after they had heard their prayers they came back home and one after the other they began to get pregnant one after the other i pray today whatever represents the limit in your family I declare the servant of the most high God. It is taken away. It is taken away. It is taken away. In the name of Jesus. Every limit of sickness is taken away. Every limit of backwardness is taken away. Every limit of failure is taken away. Every limit of frustration is taken away. The limits are taken away. Four of my members were invited for interview in one of the big oil companies. And they came and met me and said that they pray for us. And we prayed together. And after the prayer, three of them were cleared to resume. And one he said he has a health problem. And he came to me in the office and he was crying. I said, no, no. Didn't we ask God before you went? He said, we asked God. That's why I'm coming back. So I took him to the altar and we prayed. And after the prayer, they asked him to come back again to check the health status. And when he got there, they said, what happened to you? The thing is gone. We can't see it again. He's still walking with that oil company today every barrier every hindrance to your next level that limit is taken away every barrier to your next level spiritually that limit is taken away I pray for this district now our leader our district overseer and his wife I declare a new vision in the name of Jesus. A new potency in the name of Jesus. A new power in the name of Jesus. I pray for every member of these districts and his leadership. A new vision for God's word in the name of Jesus. A new potency in prayer in the name of Jesus. A new power to serve God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because of others. In the name of God the Father, and in the name of God the Son, 
in the name of God the Holy Spirit. Shout it to me that no more limits. No more limits.